Welcome to the One Player Podcast, the show on solitaire board games. I'm your host, Albert, and this is episode 159. Resurrection from above shall rain down upon ye. I like it. Hey, Julius, welcome back. How you doing? How's, how's your week been? Albert. My week has been exhausting, and it's only Tuesday. <laughs> wow, okay. As had, like, every week for the past three months we're at this. Mm-hmm. Oh, Albert, I'm ready for this to be done. Really? I, j- just in case you're listening from the far future, we are talking about the coronavirus. And <laughs> it's been it's been all right for me, fortunately. I've been lucky, and life has gotten much easier since I started working from home. I, I am grateful yeah, for that. No, I can't say the same. <laughs> I can't say the same. But one thing I'm not looking forward to be ending is this podcast. No. <laughs> yeah. No, we are back. That's right. It's only been 10 months in a day. It, yeah, we're sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and I find it funny. Like, we've even seen some other podcasts shut their doors in that amount of time. And hopefully we're not going to meet with the same fate. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I mean, I still enjoy playing and talking about solitaire games, so I don't see any reason to stop. Life has been busy. I definitely enjoy playing them, but the problem is is my collection has more or less stopped where it's at. I don't really get new games. I don't borrow games from friends. I definitely don't borrow games from friends right now. But I've got a whole bunch of new games on my shelf that I've never talked about you with. And you know what, guys? I think we're going to try and just do maybe some weekly recordings and try and make them a bit shorter, maybe get a one game, or maybe we'll just talk about something random, something not even board game related, or just something else. We have no idea. Hopefully, you will all enjoy this journey with us, and uh, hopefully that allows us to remain consistent, and you guys can just skip the ones you don't want to listen to. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That, that makes a lot of sense. And hopefully it'll be short, what, 15 or 20 minutes, not more than that, I would think. Well, something like yeah. that. I guess it depends. I make no promises of that. <laughs> Albert makes such assumptions. Yeah, we made no progress because I still remember those two-hour episodes. <sighs> yeah, exactly, which didn't turn out that way. I think we're just going to try and cover maybe one topic per episode, but I have no idea how long those could be. That's right. So, Albert, what is our one topic for this episode? Today's episode is on the game Fire by Friedman Freeze. Which is extremely difficult to search for in Board Game Geek, by the way. Oh, is it? I bet you that word shows up in a lot of games. That's right, and if you search for just fire, every game that has fire in it shows up, and it's usually rated by rank or something else, and it's not an easy game to find. That's why normally when I search for things on BoardGameGeek, I use Google. Oh, yeah. Oh, BoardGameGeek. <laughs> oh, BoardGameGeek. Yep. Well, this game is a fable game by Friedman Freeze. It's actually part of his series. Uh, I, th- I think you talked about a fable game once. Um, I have talked about some fable games before. Flea, right? Um, be- no, Flea, there's two There's two series of games that Friedman Freeze has done. Um, he's done his Fast Forward series, which is the games where you're not intended to learn the I'm rules sorry. at all before you start. That's what this is, and it's not fable. It's Fast Forward. No, this is not. This is neither of the two. He's done his fast forward, which is where you don't have to learn the rules, and there's like rules inserted in throughout the deck. And every time something new comes up, it'll teach you that new rule. So it's very, very tutorial and easy to learn. So there's been a couple ones that have that, like Fine Sand has one. Um, not Forbidden Fruit, but his fruit game is one. Um, Fabled Fruit. Fa- uh, fa- thank you, Fabled Fruit. Um, not Forbidden Fruit. Fabled Fruit is one. 
Um, so he's had a couple that like a fortress is another. So he's had a couple like that. Then he has his ones that are the fabled ones that, excuse me, fabled is not one of them. Then he has the fabled ones, which are sort of legacy light that as you play games, you have the ability to customize how the game is, insert different things. So like with Fabled Fruits, the idea was that your deck of cards that you play, as you proceed through the, and I put in quotes, campaign, your deck changes and different things open up and unlock over the course of it. So it's not just one game that you keep, that you learn about as you play. The game advances over time, but it's very easy. It's very campaign light. This one is neither of the Actually, two. Actually, no, this one is a Fable game. Says so. Is it a favorite? Says game? it in the back of the box. Yep. Well, there you mm-hmm. go. And, and yes, one of the things I noted about this, it feels a lot like a campaign game. It's really what it is. It's a campaign game. Campaign light. Yeah, very light. <laughs> in case that's not clear, by the way, I listed a lot of other Freeman Freeze games that I have played. I haven't actually played this one, and I can't go borrow it from any friends right now. <laughs> no. So Albert's going to tell me all about it. I'm going to hopefully give insightful information. All right. Well, and this one is pretty new i think it came out right before like the coronavirus thing started happening in the u.s so that came out about six months ago wow really oh okay well yeah Uh, i couldn't couldn't tell you specifically but i thought it was about six months ago that i saw it. it's still relatively new so so there we go um so so this is a fable game we have settled on that it's campaign light it's by friedman freeze it comes in a small square box same size as flea or friday or fired or no is it finished finished yes um same size as those um it is it, the theme about this is f- you're you're shooting aliens think space invaders it ha- it looks like space invaders direct out of space invaders yeah it feels like it the the art style those little aliens you say, oh my gosh i recognize these they're not exactly the same but they're so close um mm-hmm. and and so that's what the game is about space invaders galaga whatever they're really space invaders the it's it's a fable game, as we said, so the rules are really light, and you learn them as you go along. The first time you play the game, it tells you the rules. Here's the game, how you play it. This is a really basic game, and you play through, you finish, and if you win, you go on to the, in this game, you go on to the next level, level two, and now it adds some new enemies and adds some other cards, and the rules get tweaked a little bit. And, and each time you play the game and you advance to the next level the game changes a little bit so little by little it's it's growing it's evolving and becoming a more complex game um what's neat about that is because it's such a light small game to begin with the rules are two to four pages per level um super super simple to learn them um i did have a little bit of confusion with the rules johnny speaking around related to the setup and which cards to include and not to include because the game is for one to two players if you play co-op then the, you'll use some cards that you wouldn't in the solo game and, and leave out some others. And the iconography they use for that, I found a little bit confusing. Um, How so? Say that again? How so? Because, I mean, I'm looking at the iconography. What about it was confusing? Oh, there's a little icon in the bottom corner for, I think, for the two-player cards. And if it's not a two-player card, it has a specific symbol you, re- you use to remove. Let me look at the cards because I don't remember offhand. Uh, I re- mostly have only played it solo. So the cards have a little red ship on the bottom left corner for the two-player game, and you include those. And the one-player game has has nothing, right? Is that true? No, it has a little green ship. Well, it doesn't have the green ship. It has a green ship. Okay. But then there's a few cards that have a green ship with an X. 
and and I found that confusing, or a little green ship, I think, with an arrow to the other ship. And those are very specific cards, and I think the rules might have said it, but it's, it's like, include this card, but take out a different card. And you know, Again, it's not a big deal. It's easy enough to figure out to go to BGG. It's a minor thing. It's two pages of rules. I mean, you're not going to spend a lot of time trying to figure out what it means and all that. It, the, we've talked about it more than it's worth. <laughs> I mean, about that confusing rule thing. Sure. Um... So tell me about how the gameplay works. So okay, so the, the theme I already told you about the theme, Space Invaders feels very video game, right? Yeah. Components. Let me tell you about that before I explain the gameplay. It's eighty nine cards oh, in sure. the rule book. There's alien cards that you're shooting. They're four sided. Each side has a number on it saying how much defense it has on that side. As you attack it, you turn it down. Um, each time you do damage to it. There's three ship cards. They're really just placeholders that you have on the table because you're making stacks of shots on each ship and once each ship is powered up then it shoots so they're really just placeholders for each for each column of shots that you have and then there's i don't know something like 15 to 20 shot cards um and each card has a range of firepower rating from like one through five the lower the number the more common it is the five there's only one the one i think there might be five or six um that's basically it that's at least at the start of the game as the game progresses you're going to add more cards more shots and more aliens, generally speaking. Um, but, you know, you learn that as you as you play. So the way the game works is you, you you get the card for the level. In the back, it shows you how you set up the aliens. You put them on the table. Looks like Space Invaders, a whole bunch of aliens at the top. You have your three ships at the bottom. And you shuffle up your, your shot cards, and you just start drawing them one at a time and playing them on a ship. And, you know, you keep deciding, based on the number, which ship you want to put it on. The, the thing is, once a ship has uh, powered up to, to 10 or more points, it then shoots. And, and then you'll take all those shot cards, figure out the damage it does, pick one of your aliens and apply the damage to that alien, discard one of your shot cards, or I'm sorry, trash it completely, it's out of the game, and discard the rest. Um, and so those cards will keep coming back, the ones that you did not trash. So as you're playing over time, you're getting rid of your shot cards, and it's it's making the game a little more tense because you're running out of time. Eventually, you're going to run out of shots. You're not going to be able to kill anything. Uh, the thing I didn't tell you about the way the damage works is it's a it's a very math game. You add up all your points, all your firepower points. It's, it's somewhere between 10 and 14. You subtract 10, and you multiply that times the number of cards you have. So if you if your cards added up to ten, you're not doing anything. Ten minus ten is zero. All right. If you if the most you could do is fifteen, or fourteen, if you had nine and then you added the five, that's gonna be four times however many cards you have. So that's pretty good. Um, the aliens, the smallest aliens, I think at their highest level are like ten points. The biggest ones that I have seen. There's definitely an eight in there. What's that? Yeah, I think yes. There's definitely an eight in there. there there's of uh, aliens. Yeah, they go up to like. 20 something i think even on some sides i've seen or higher yeah. so so you need to do a lot of damage sometimes because in, in a single shot so you could get those big sides down to, to the low numbers if you could do enough damage to knock it down three or four sides or all four you know all of it that's great you entirely remove the alien if not you got to do a little bit by little bit but that's that's basically the whole game you're gonna be going through that and and killing your aliens until they, they die it's a really quick game um level one probably lasts I'd say 10 or 15 minutes. As the game gets more complicated, you're adding other shot cards that work a little bit different. You're adding bigger aliens. Um, you start thinking more about your 
your actions that you take because of that, because there's more strategy now with the, all the other cards. And the game starts getting longer, but I, I doubt a game ever passes a half hour, so it's still pretty quick. Um, that That's basically it. The multiplayer game is similar. It's co-op. Each player has two ships instead of three, and you're taking turns uh, powering up your ships to shoot. I played that a couple times with my son, and we found that hard. I We could not win the first level. So I think it's just a matter of figuring out the strategy, but I definitely found this little game easier. When you're playing by yourself, do you have to like get a chart and keep track of what's left in your draw pile, or no? Uh, n- the deck is small enough that you have a good idea what's still coming up. Um, you, you could look at your discard, and you know how many cards are there, and so you could, you could count all that if you wanted to. But the deck is so small that it's just really easy to keep track of it in your head. I'm not a card counter, and in this game I can. Um, have you won through all nine levels? I have not. So I am playing it in a roguelike style. So I I play level one, and if I win, I go to level two. If I win, I go to level three. At any point that I die, I reset and start back at level one. The rules explicitly say you don't do that. It says you could play once you hit a level, you can play as much as you want. You know, as much as I want is once. This way, I'm fi- <laughs> I'm finding that personally, I think the game is lasting longer for me this way because it's a pretty light game. You're not going to be playing it forever. I don't think so. Um, you know, it's a small, it's a small and expensive game. But by doing this, I'm extending how long it's taking me to get to that level 10 and to unlock it. I think I've made it as far as level 6. And, you know, it's not a big deal that, that I'm playing level 1 again for the 4th or 5th or 6th time. It's Again, it goes fast, it goes quick, and it's fun. As long as you enjoy it, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's basically how the game works. It's pretty luck-based. You know, definitely a lot of it has to do with how the, you know, what cards are coming up. There's definitely skill and strategy as you get better at it, figuring out how to, you know, when do you want to set up a, a, a big shot or a small shot? Because, you know, if you, if you get up to, if you play a lot of those ones in a single ship and maybe a couple twos and you have it up to nine points and then you can throw in the five, you could be doing 20 to 30 points in one shot, which would wipe out the biggest alien at, you know, at level one. Um but you don't want to waste that when there's no big aliens out. Right, and sometimes that's a waste. There isn't a big alien, or the big alien is behind another alien, so you can't shoot him yet, and that sort of thing. So so you have to start thinking about what you want to do when. Especially once the other cards come out, they're more complicated. I, d- I don't want to spoil it too much, but I'll spoil it a little bit. Um, there's some cards later that are zeros, that if you play one zero, one of these two zeros, it's a pair of them, if if only one of them is on there, your shot fails. It just fizzles out and nothing happens. If you play both of them, together they count as a single zero-point card. So it's nice to get mm. those, but after a while you, you want to get rid of these zeros because you want to keep the ones that actually do damage in your deck, and you got to get rid of something. So, so it's kind of a strategy about when you're going to do that. Things like that. Um... So yeah, so it's, a, it's like I said, it's a fun game. It's a light game. I'm really enjoying it. I think it was, I'd say, $15 probably, maybe 20 I don't recall. Um, Did you play Finished? I have played Finished, yes. I got that I got Did that around Christmas time. It was on the, the game store's Christmas uh, clearance table. I like... When I played mm-hmm. Finished, I've played Finished. I haven't played Fire. But with Finished, it was a lot of brain power for me about how we keep track of what's left in the deck, what's still coming. And I didn't feel like I can win if I wasn't keeping really close track of what was coming, especially since that deck was all about 
reorganizing and moving things around. And for me, I didn't really like finished. I didn't keep finished because of that. Do you feel like fire is is better in that respect? Yes, I do. I, I, I played finish a few times. I like it okay. Um, it's a little long for what it is, and, and it's kind of light. So this one I like better because it's quicker. You know, it's the same kind of lightness, but it's quicker. Um, I also found that with finished, it felt like there's a specific strategy you could play to that almost guarantees a win. And and so I kept trying to play to that. Um, and there might be other ways to do it, but that seemed to work, and that kind of took the fun out of it. Once, once you kind of figure out a winning strategy, even if it only wins, say, 60% of the time, it, it kind of, for me, it takes it the fun out. So, yes, yeah, so I, I definitely like this one better. I've played this one so far 20-something times. I think finished I've played. Ooh, that's a lot. Three. Yeah. And you feel it's nicely replayable? Like it feels different each time or it feels repetitive? I will play one or two levels and then I'll put the game away and I am happy. Um, and I'll just keep track of what level I was on the last time I played. Basically, I just leave the next level at the top of the deck. Um, hmm. so, so if I pull the game out again in a week or, or two weeks... I just take off from there and I play a level or two and then put it away again. And and that works. Do you out. feel like the uh, the higher levels are more or less fun than the lower levels? They're they're more fun, but they also take longer. So so it's a it's a good end of the day kind of game. But if I'm too tired, I wouldn't necessarily want to do a, a, a one of the higher levels. It it gets also gets stressful because it's been a while since I've played it. If I do play a few games repeatedly after each other, I kind of got my strategy down a little bit, you know, and I'll do better. If I put the game away for a week and come back, my odds are losing are a lot higher. <laughs> I've noticed that. I see. I've got to say also, the, the game looks very classic, I suppose is the term I want to use. Like, the art is really basic. It's It's hugely pixelated art, very analogous to the original Space Invaders. Do you feel that's a detriment or a benefit for the game? Oh, I th- as compared to say, finished or um, fleet. I, I I like the art a lot in this game. You know, I, I grew up playing those video games. I used to play a lot of Space Invaders and Pac Man when I was young. I go down to the. You were such an old person. Albert. Yeah, we go down to the Seven Eleven. You know, me and my friends would walk over there and play Donkey Kong. That's the one video game they had. And later on, they changed it. I think. No, first they had Galaga, and then they got Donkey Kong. <laughs> Donkey Kong is even a generation. After Space Invaders. Yeah, so I mean, so yeah. Yeah, that's when I was old enough to, my parents would let me go down by myself <laughs> out of the store. So yeah, the, I grew up playing these kind of video games. So for me, it's a blast. And it, it feels like one of those video games. Really simple mechanics, you know, fast, fun. That's what this is. So the art matches and you think the art looks nice. Mm-hmm. I, yep. Okay. Definitely works for me. I mean, for me, my thoughts on the art, I, I think that while the artwork matches, I think that looks bland for me and i suppose that probably cuts down on the cost to purchase the game so i guess that's the way i look at it there's pros and cons to that decision that it makes it less expensive to buy the game because the art is much more basic mm-hmm. i really did not like finished and when i heard that flea i'm sorry when i heard that fire has that same idea that you have to keep track of your deck and build up big piles and know what's coming to understand where you should be making i was like uh I don't want to do that again. So that's one reason why I never really picked it up before you mentioned that you really liked it. But hearing that you really liked it means that maybe I'll give it a go if I uh, if I can get my hands on <laughs> a copy to borrow. Yeah, I, I, I find this game, it, it's less strategic 
than uh, finished. That one, there's more planning about how you get the cards in order. I think that that's more brain power than this. And, that's good. And, and, that's good for and me. That one had what, like fifty cards in the deck. So this, and you had to use all of them every time, and it was yeah. Difficult. This one, it's just uh, like I said, fifteen to twenty cards. I don't remember how many. I think at the beginning it's fifteen. That might be right. And each nice. time you play, so far I've added maybe one or two cards each level. So not a lot. Nice. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there you go. That that's one of the one of the games, a little square Friedman Freeze games. I like it. So final thoughts: thumbs up, thumbs down, or new? Definitely a thumbs up. As a matter of fact, I was about to say, for me, this might come close to uh, Friday, right? Which is one of oh, by wow. far his most popular solo games. And I think so because again, Friday was a lot of fun, but at the end, you get for me, it fell apart where you get these huge pile of cards that you're playing, trying to attack those pirates. And and it was just a huge mess of cards all over the tables, what I remember, and I did not find that as fun. The the game fell apart for that's me. A vaunt, that's a vaunted pedestal because I like Friday and I like that final shot <laughs> with the last two pirates of, okay, here we go. Take deep breath and we're in. Like, I love that. It's like cresting over the, uh, uh, cresting over the hill at the roller coasters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The I think my issue with it is it just took up to, so much table space in, at the end. <laughs> and I was playing on a small table at the time. I hear that. <laughs> that's, that's funny that that's yeah, the sort I'm, of thing. I mentioned about my table references. <laughs> nice big open space. Uh, well, you give it a nice thumbs up. I'm happy to hear that. And I will have to give it a shot if I can uh, get my hands on excellent. it. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you, everyone, for coming out and listening to us, and we hope to come talk to you guys again very soon. Yep. All right. Bye, everyone. Thanks. Thanks for listening. We love feedback, so we love hearing from you. You can reach me at Julius at OnePlayerPodcast.com or JLBird on BGG, and Albert can be reached at Albert at OnePlayerPodcast.com or Fractaloon on BGG. Our website is OnePlayerPodcast.com with the number one, and we're also on Twitter at OnePlayerPodcast. The intro music is copyright Angus can be found at Gemendo.com. The transition music is copyright by Dan Elduce Pancaldi, whose page is at DanPancaldi.com. The One Player Podcast is protected under a Creative Commons share-alike license. Thanks for listening.